time I can, I don't know, JJ won't be able to see, I guess, but I can share screen to do a spreadsheet or whatever. If we end, end up wanting to do a poll, we can do some discussing of that. But I think we should stop doing the pre-discussing and do the post-discussing or the actual discussing. The actual discussing? Pre-post and actual, pre-actual post. What would be the middle for, like, for pre- Predetermine, post-determine, determine. It would just be be the thing, yeah. So, discussion. That sounds so boring. It needs another word in front of it, but hello and welcome to episode 387 of We Were Gamers. Had a little week off there, Michael and I both indisposed, unfortunately, last week with uh, unforeseen oopsies. And, uh, you know, that's how life goes, right? But we're all back here. JJ, hello. Hello. Thanks for holding down the fort. Sorry we missed you. It's life, man. Yeah. Michael, glad you're feeling well. Good to be back. Yay. Uh, not only were we questioned as to our missing, missingness, however, I was chastised for something that I have to admit to in my games list from last year, for my things of the year, the making of the list. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, someone suggested doing that in Excel or like a Google Sheet so you could keep track of it. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. You know? Cool idea. I just mm-hmm. did it on my phone, which is why I used notes. But if you were more into that idea, go for it, you know? Make it searchable. Anyway, I was chastised. I left off all my multiplayer games. I didn't mention like Apex or Call of Duty or any of those things. So, uh, I was called out for trying to dodge dodge those as as my responsibility. <laughs> oh well, I mean it's okay. a fair it's a fair call out, right? I'm sure you spend spent a significant amount of time playing those games, right? It's it's an absolutely true call out, right? Like uh, two hours each time you play one of those things, right? You, you at least, and then that's once or twice a week sometimes to to go play those. So that's a lot of time during the year that I was not accounting for. And I missed it. And I feel, I feel bad. This is why you got to play everything on one platform, one digital storefront platform, and then it tracks the playtime. Oh, it'll do it for you. You'll just notice. Yeah. (laughs) And you'll be like, Oh, I spent a thousand hours playing this. What happened? (laughs) Microsoft's doing their best to get everything, you know, under one umbrella. Is that too early of a joke for them wrapping up the entire world of games? I mean, no, there's been like 50 years of litigation, it feels like. (laughs) Well, do you think, either of you, that they will just go for it and buy Pal World with its recent 3 million downloads? Uh, They said 5 million recently. Oh, okay. Um, Also, no. (laughs) I, I, a flash in the pan hit I feel like it's no guarantee of anything else that is going to be made on this game right it feels like a, a Sea of Thieves level game though in terms of it's like just sort of a thing that exists and they've invested a lot of money and stuff into you know like Sea of Thieves is still out there doing stuff even though it feels like a game that's kind of oh people play that yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not tuned into the Pal World discourse, 
um, since it hits both like genres of games I'm not super not interested in, in survival and crafting and Pokemon. So it's just like both avenues that I don't want to go down. Which is interesting but, because uh, I like original Pokemon up through some of them. And the most recent Arceus has been a family staple recently and we're quite liking. Uh, so Pokemon and survival games, uh, multiple survival games with like uh, multiplayer components over the years have been fun. Like um, it's that zombie one oh. that Microsoft also owns. Uh, State I mean, of Decay. Minecraft. And yeah. I, I, of the other most popular games in existence. Yeah. But yeah. it's not for me, you know, and that's cool. Yeah. And it's for very many other people. So I get it. But I don't know what the, you know, from a like, will they buy this developer standpoint? Like, are there microtransactions even in this game? Like, is there any way for them to make more money? Like, I don't if Microsoft know. bought them, would they even get anything? You know, they just have 20, it's just $27. I don't know what else they're planning to do with it. Uh, I haven't played it, and I don't want to be one of those influencer people that's like, yo, you got to see this game. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, I but know even, several of my friends that have been playing it. Look, even and... people, even I don't I don't want to, I mean, good for you. I don't want to chastise people that are playing it. I'm even interested in playing it, is what I'm saying. Um, but I don't know enough about it to be like an uh, uh, influencer level person. People I respect online have been playing it and I have personal interest in trying it out, but it does feel a little like, Oh, if I don't play it for a month, will I have missed the moment, you know, will it be over yeah. after this? Is it a strike while the iron's hot kind of thing? I definitely yeah. know the people, the people I know that have played it have all, you know, the, of the, of them who I have talked to all said like, it is definitely a, it's fun to play together. If I was playing by myself, I don't know that I would enjoy this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's on uh, Game Pass, I think. So we'll see. Uh, you mentioned Minecraft. I would just like to say that my uh, home has entered the Minecraft discourse as well. I am now an old person with opinions about Minecraft and having young people teach me to play it. So, uh -oh. yeah. Uh, they're teaching me well, but I still don't get it. I mean, things like, oh, yeah, you put this beacon down and then you put diamond squares but not diamond circles next to it and that's what powers the beacon and then you can't put the beacon on certain types of other i was like what is how do you know all this stuff i don't Those kids have a lot of free time that you don't have that's how they know but what's weird about minecraft to me still even having now played it is uh there's just no like onboarding for understanding any of these things they just sort of are just given a giant bucket of legos and they're like enjoy there's no instructions um but less than legos you can't tangibly understand what's happening so it's been interesting to kind of try to learn that uh yeah try and learn that i don't know i brought up uh accidentally pal world because uh like minecraft it feels like a we were gamers moment when i uh jj you mentioned aftermath i did i mean yeah like the okay. people that left one place to go start aftermath or whatever oh yeah okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and they had their boomer moment this week with it's really sad actually that people like pal world dot 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 the article and it was like 
Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Feels, feels old uh, manish. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're dropping we're our age group of the people that are dropping like flies of uh in social media or or in like traditional media are starting to hit their boomer moment, right? You know, like the uh I don't know what I, what their senior moment, their what their their we've been in this business too long moment. I don't know what type of moment this is, but uh and I think the article deftly acknowledged maybe that's what's happening. Um, but the main point of the article seemed to be like, why are influencers in charge of what people are playing? There are better games than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fair question, though, right? Like, you know, there are a lot of better games that exist, and yet people continually gravitate towards certain ones, right? Why do people, you know, continue playing the latest Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed or whatever name the popular game that when there are other games that have come out that are in some cases better, you know? I think that's a psychology um, professor's question, not a media question. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the answer here in this case is LOL, people thought Pokemon's with guns and then they saw people playing it and it looked fun. And yeah, there they go. Right. I think that's part of it, right? Is like, yeah, there may be better games out there than Loop Hero. But something about Loop Hero is speaks to your personality, right? Like of just like, hey, that looks like exactly the type of thing I want to try and waste time figuring out. And um while there might be more technically perfect games than a than a Pal World, not necessarily Pal World, like the idea of participating in something funny that doesn't have the baggage of a large game is probably pretty relieving to a lot of people that follow these bigger franchises is my guess. And so I think it's, it's, I don't think I wouldn't understand for a minute why it would be popular, which is I think what I found most distressing about the, uh, why, why is this popular article? I think it's important to also realize that a lot of times people are just looking for games to play with their friends. Yeah. And if that aren't hits, uh, $12 $12 a month. Just, right. And this game is, you know, what you said, $29, $27 or whatever right now, wherever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's a easier ask than saying, hey, let's pay $60 for the latest Call of Duty or whatever. And then you can go say, hey, we're going to go play Pokemons or whatever. Right. And like Nintendo games never go on sale. So if you wanted to play actual Pokemon together, <laughs> you know, more it's expensive crazy. and you have to have yeah. a Switch and whatever. Right. So, you know, I think there's a there's an obvious uh, pathway you could see there. And yeah. I think getting mad about that is silly. I um, think it's, it's, it's also the uh, fallout from fallout 76, right? This was supposed to be that game, that basically game, right? Fallout 76 was supposed to be the multiplayer thing. You played with your friends and it was a serious version of this. It was the survival game and all that sort of stuff. And, and while uh, my particular multiplayer group enjoys apparently sweating their butts off trying to win games of Warzone at night. You know, another group of friends of mine like to play that State of Decay, and this seems more stress relieving than stress inducing. So I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. It's easy to tell your friends, like, it's on Game Pass, and if you don't have Game Pass, it's $25, which is like a meal for two from McDonald's these days. Yeah. Man, the price of things. 
Now we now we can sound like that we were is gamers. The moment. There you there go. There it is. Like, Man, the things price are of too things. expensive now, and I used to be cheaper when I was young. Uh, not not untrue, but also not true. I don't know, man. I had to pay a lot of money in car maintenance today. I a mean, lot. You're not you're not far off from your kids patting you on the head and saying, "Yes, Grandpa, I know Cokes used to be a nickel." You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I. But I can remember when an air filter for my car cost twelve dollars, and now they're fifty. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. The the price of things in cars is insane. Yeah. Eesh. Okay, well, the price of things. Um, there's a mental price to be paid for some things. And uh, while I don't disagree that it's tasty, the mental price of looking at a deep dish pizza, it might be too high for me to pay. I got in trouble a little bit at this party, and I want to discuss Michael's uh, wonderful take on the new phrase we should be using for deep dish pizza. Because I said deep dish pizza is not a pizza. Uh, a vehement Chicago Chicagoan supporter disagreed with me, and Michael, you stepped in. I uh, I suggested that maybe we just call it a cheese quiche. I think it's a genius move. I, classic, the classic move against deep dish pizza is always like, oh, it's a casserole, right? But right. I love the idea that, yeah. So that's why I love the idea that actually it's just a quiche. But a quiche, and this is, I thought about this for a couple of days. The defining thing of a quiche is that it has egg. Right. So we're, we're now back into the same question from a couple of weeks We've ago. We've changed a sandwich. How much, you, how much can you change a sandwich? Mm-hmm. Well, is the uh, is there egg in the dough? Oh, but there's egg uh, in quiche. No. No, there's not egg in, in quiche no, dough not. either, right? It's pie, pie crust. It's usually just pie crust. Yeah. But is, is deep dish pizza use egg in the crust? No, it's also just flour and, and water and yeast usually. Okay. I tried. Hmm. That was yeah. all I got. <laughs> so I was wondering if we ended up back to where we started of we need another term for a deep dish pizza. Because anything that you can make in a springform pan is not a pizza. Well, I think it's important to note here specifically, right? Normal people don't make pizzas in springform pans. <laughs> 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 Like it's a cake dish. So you used to make like a layered cake. So have so well, thank so you. Thank you, you. you. Is pizza a cheese cake? Well, so if we look at if we go back to <laughs> if we go back to my favorite cube rule of food, it's not cake because there's not a layer of crust somewhere above the bottom. It is toast. It can't be toast. Because it's got it's sides that's that has that's crusted on the sides though that is a yeah but it's okay cr- so but it, so if it has crust on the sides then back to food rule it's quiche it can't be quiche there's no egg oh I'm going by cube rule of food which just right looks it's at just the shape the of the bread right yeah right yeah so it would still be quiche in that in that ruling um I think it's somewhere right. along it's and the, cheese this, stew in a bread bowl 
This is why I cheese stew. Yeah, what do you call it when you're just melting brie and then you eat it hot? I mean, if Chicago so stuff. If you don't have a crust, it's just cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but if you put the pastry crust around it, I think you technically made like a mozzarella stick. <laughs> okay. So it's an open face mozzarella stick. Yeah, yeah. Like a brie, a brie-sorella stick? I don't know what the proper term there is. So my spring form pan was my my opening gambit in my theory that it is, like many people call it, a pie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I, and it does kind of align on the, like, pie cake axis, right, in terms of the, the dishes and the cookware mm-hmm. and, and the utensils you would need to eat it even. Um, I think we've gotten too used to sweet pies in this country and forgotten about savory pies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, meat pies are a thing, right? In other oh, parts of the world, yeah. I mean, they're they're huge in Aust- Australia, New Zealand area. Less huge in England, but still somewhat huge. You know, like a shepherd's pie or something like that, you know? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I know those have tops, okay? We don't... But it's still more; those crusts are more like a pizza dough than they are. So, a, is, so, so draping a layer of cheese over the top of your your shepherd's pie is that like a the Dutch apple version of a shepherd's pie? <laughs> you have the cheese on top. I mean, one Dutch apple pie. You know, you know what I mean. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Dutch apple I pie. I do know. Yeah. Uh, with that crumble, yeah. I don't think you have to have a topping for a pie to be a pie, right? Like plenty of like cherry pies and other things that end up more open face than anything else. But is a, a quiche is not a pie, right? Or is a quiche a pie? Yeah, I is don't a, know what the, is like, a quiche a pie? Technical pie definition is. A quiche has to be a pie. You would think it would be a very specific, like a p- very specific type. It's an egg pie. Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, so it does make sense that you call it a pie, right? Because, I mean, the term and the phrase that gets used even on the East Coast is like pizza pie, right? In in New York, you order a pie. You don't even order a pizza. They don't even say that. But New York pizza is in the antithesis of this this project. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying the word (laughs) pie is used. Uh, Yeah. And I don't so, understand that you know, either. If you, if you want to call a deep dish pizza a pie, I think you're well within your your linguistic even. But uh, I think you're uh, required to traits. drop the pizza part. Are you though? Is it mm. just a descriptor of the pie, the same way you would say cherry pie or it's apple a deep pie? dish pie? I mean, that's how people from New York would would say it, right? And they wouldn't call it. <laughs> they certainly wouldn't call it pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, you get in trouble. You get in real trouble, Cause especially because you have to eat it with a fork. Right, yeah. All right. The debate to con- continues. Is it a cheese quiche or is it a deep pie? Uh, why don't we put it in chat GPT and find out? Uh, I don't know if I want to be sued for copyright infringement, so... Maybe. No, go to one of the go to one of the AI uh, image generators and type in both phrases and see which one comes closest. I ten thousand percent want to do that, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone that can do things better than AI, though, JJ, mm-hmm. Michael, 
you'll both agree with me, I think. Someone that can do do things better than AI are dogs. In the scale of good boys, right? I think the dogs are guaranteed to be ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did either of you... AGDQ was this past week. Did either of you end up watching the Shiba Inu run a speed run of a game? <laughs> I have it flagged. I have not gotten to pull it up yet. Yeah, so I have watched the VOD. Uh, I did not see this live because I it didn't was uh, nowhere even close to when I was available. Okay, so I wanted to bring this up mostly because I just wanted to say a dog speed run ran a game at GDQ, and that was hilarious and awesome, especially when the dog was doing the correct thing but in the wrong place sometimes. Hmm. So, uh, Michael, he trains the dog, and you'll find this when you watch the video, to hit buttons to play the game. Um, but the training is basically like left hand, right hand down on these spaces, right? Sure. Not that the dog has memorized, like if you say red to, to hit red or let right to, you know, right or left yeah. or anything like that. Uh, so sometimes the dog misses and it makes for some hilarious stress of like, Oh my God, we're going to miss the jump. Oh no. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty good. But, uh, it turns out the controller he's using is a custom controller made out of a rob controller yeah so it's using rob the robot as the input to play the game basically i knew what a rob the robot was i saw a contemporaneous rob the robot in the 90s right like the people were still had on their shelf for the from the nes but I never actually used a Rob, and it took this run for me to look up how a Rob worked. Fascinating. The The speed run catches a lot of headlines. He's like, the dog did the speed run. And when you actually watch it, you're like, okay, like, he trained the dog. I get it. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but the, like, the hardware and the stuff that the guy is doing behind to, like, make that part work is, like, kind of cool, right? It's like a modified Rob so that you can, you know, the dog can hit the buttons instead of Rob hitting the buttons. That's how that's supposed to work too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's cool and it is entertaining. I think it's certainly inter- uh, I you know didn't watch at normal. It's like thirty five minutes long or something. So yeah. you're forgiven for not wanting to watch all thirty five minutes of it. But it's definitely entertaining as it goes through. It's really cool that we have better working stuff than than Rob nowadays. But the idea that they were like, you know what's cool? This zap gun idea we had. What if we just flashed other lights at something else? What what would we flash it at? I don't know. This robot. What's the robot going to do? I don't know. This really long, laborious movements. (laughs) Like, And then we're going to, yeah, we're far enough in to just make this a thing. We're just going to continue doing it and sell the, sell this. It's just fascinating. Um, the stuff that they used to make for Rob, including like Rob's, you know. So uh, check out the dog speed run and then go watch another YouTube of people using an actual Rob controller. It's fascinating. Uh, speaking of controllers and stuff like that, a larger discussion than pizza pie has shattered the internet, JJ. And we'll, we'll have two things to talk about with it. One, Michael... And I don't see eye to eye on on another issue, so he's gonna have to chime in first, and then we're gonna talk about Diablo after. Okay, 
Okay. This is a big moment for us because I think we're going to have, we're going to have some problems on this podcast in, in yeah. about a second. Yeah. Um, Michael, is it GIF or GIF? I am in, uh, I am in camp GIF. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. JJ? Uh, I'm a GIFer. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a, a GIFer. I've been a gifter for a while. However, um, JJ and I did grow up at the time people were beginning to make gifts and uh, learn to say the word together. So that might be part of it. Uh, you know. Yeah, we were in the same uh, area and like cohort of of people. So it's possible we so, we influenced each other there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to call that a tie. All right, Michael, you're off the hook. Okay. All right. Let it go. Um, season three of Diablo is starting, JJ. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Diablo four. They had an announcement stream with a whole bunch of stuff that's coming to the game: seneschals and upgrades and quality of life changes, and a whole bunch of things that are coming in season three. One of the things is that um, computers are going to get a controller-like movement scheme. Instead of having to move with the mouse. Huh? Exactly. Uh-huh. So when they described it, an argument broke out on the stream. Because the first person to announce it said that it was wasty movement. People could be heard in the background saying W-A-S-D. And then another person in the background could be heard saying WAST movement the buttons okay the normal movement buttons w a s and d mm-hmm. apparently have three known competing naming nomenclatures yeah because you always just see them typed out right it's always all caps and it's always w a s d in that order right i'm not a person in a hurry and i've always said w a s d I can see how you get from there to WASD. I don't I, see how you get to WASD. What are we feeling? Are we taking a vote on this early? Do we need to debate this? So I'm, I'm, I think I'm with JJ. To me, WASD gets, it gives more of a pass because of how. So what, what would you use to describe what style keyboard we use in the U.S.? QWERTY. There you go. And that, for me, that is why WASD gets a pass. I always say WASD. Right. Yeah. And I think the QWERTY, uh, and everyone says QWERTY, right? Right. Exactly. You don't spell but it because out. QWERTY has like some vowels in there and it's, can be enunciated in English. Yeah, it's a quirky almost, you know? Yeah. I don't know that if, um, you know, we were typing in some other language in a different keyboard layout. Do you they call that keyboard? Right? No, I don't know that they would, right? Yeah. Or, or or even QWERTY, because I don't know that the letters or the the characters, I or guess, the on their position. keyboards even line up into a thing that makes a word that's intelligible, right? The way it kind of does in English. It's not a real word, but you know what I mean? It's a, a thing that you could enunciate. Versus WASD is not doesn't really follow any English kind of pronunciation syntaxes and so then i don't see how you can get a pronounceable english word out of it without doing something like 
WASD. Or well, then you'd be like, if you were being phonetic, it would be like WASD, which would cause confusion, right? Because anyway, uh, QWERTY is nice because it's all in a line. But then I understand why you start with W because it's on top, but you could just as easily start from the bottom up and say as as W. But who reads bottom to top, right? Like if you're the reading Japanese, English, right? Are we Japanese speakers here using English, English keyboards? No, that's true. Good point. So, you know, th- that I th- I see how you get there, right? It's just confusing to me uh, how you go from WASD to WASD. <laughs> it's just like you got lazy. It's like I don't want to say D. I just want to be like. WASD. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So we we agree WASD is the the conventional nomenclature. WASD is our funny GIF cousin. And WASD is uh, excommunicated. Is that where we're landing here as a group? I think that's kind of where I come down. Yeah, that feels right. Okay. All right. Less contentious than I hoped, but still scary for a moment. I, I got a little worked up when I read some of those. Thank you for bringing me back down. Di- Di- Diablo. There we go. Diablo? Diablo. Which one is it? Uh, I believe it's Diablo. I know. I'm just saying. We, we could go another route of mispronouncing things. Uh, JJ, I want to follow up on Diablo real quick. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm going to cough. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You missed a perfect opportunity to do the uh, let me clear my throat. Um, um. I'm not cool enough for that. I'm not. You know I'm not. I The listeners don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very impressed with the music in the game. I just want to stay that off the bat. It's something I've thought about every time I've played it. Usually I turn off when I get, especially in like Diablo 3. Diablo 3 was good too. The music, The music in every Diablo game has been good, let me say up front uh but it took longer for me to turn off the music in diablo 4 than it did uh, the other games it's less repetitive and more iterative but it still had the diablo feeling like it, it still called back to some of those tristram vibes but still felt new uh so good on the man or woman i don't know all the last name is the only thing i know it's kaliski so could be either. Uh, I hit Paragon. Congrats. I think I'm only like level 54 though. So we're trying it out, but that's already enough to have gotten like 12 points or something like that. Yeah. It's like three or four per level. I think mm-hmm. uh, four. Yeah. Michael, the Paragon system is the end game leveling system. Okay. I th- I think we discussed in the past the game seems to auto level to you. Yes. Yep. Very uh, strange scale. Yeah. I started to get to the point I I beat nightmare not nightmare uh the world dungeon on level 2 and I am now in world level 3. Mm-hmm. And I thought the game was getting harder for a moment. I thought finally like okay, well 
maybe this auto leveling thing, you know, uh, has panned out and it's still going to keep the game hard. Um, Paragon levels weren't seeming to do much in terms of changing things. I was a little bit like, I don't quite understand. And then the sacred gear showed up. Mm hmm. And all of a sudden my damage was double. Yeah, they, uh, these have like a new tier of items that are just better. I've been saving every so that Michael, they, 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 they bait you in this game. Legendary items have what they call, what do they call them? Aspects, JJ? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like okay. le- the little unique powers. So, um, much like in COTC, an armor can do something if they want it to, instead okay. of just having yeah. stats, right? But if an armor does something specific more than just affects different stats in the game, it's called an aspect and it can be removed from the armor and just kept as a thing you can later apply to other armor. So if you like really like this aspect, you can disenchant the legendary item, right? Keep the aspect and then take it with you. Yeah, so apply like apply it to a different legendary, right? Specifically only legendaries though. You can't like put them on whatever you want. Okay. Right. Well, you can kind of uh but not all the time. You can you can apply codex ones to non-legendaries because Oh, okay. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, you can use rare. So that's how you get like uh codex stuff early in the game. You can put it on rare items. I think that's the way that that works. Um cuz I enchanted rare rings with uh Zenith aspect early in the game to try and help my mana regeneration um anyway that's neither here nor there the thing that is here or and there is the idea that legendary items are randomly generated right it's not like you just know that if you run this dungeon over and over you're going to get the same item with the same aspect on it right you're like if I find the thing for my build, I use chain lightning, right? That's one spell out of a hundred in the game. So you think uh, rolling, rolling souls is bad. Listen to this. When you find the legendary with the thing that says, hey, chain lightning can bounce four more times. You're supposed to save it because you want to disenchant it later. But disenchanting is expensive. So wait until you're much higher level and you got a piece of gear you're not going to get rid of for a while, right? Except that when you get to sacred legendaries, the aspects actually get a bump too. So my inventory is full of these items that I've been holding on to because they're aspects and they have high rolls on them. But the rolls can just be higher now. So <laughs> all the aspects I've been saving for 50 levels, there are just better versions of them if you get it on sacred gear. Womp. Uh, and there's another step above sacred as well, uh, called ancestral. So, so yeah. really, honestly, don't don't freak out about holding on to, to gear until you're playing until the in the ancestral level, right? Like, yeah. hold on to stuff that might be useful to to your build specifically. But I've been holding right, on to it, every sorcerer your, <laughs> aspect like, I could find. Even your lower level aspects might be more useful than a random sacred one because they actually apply to skills you use. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you could get the same aspect again, but with three to five more percentage points on it. 
in a sacred item now. Yeah. Very funny to me. Um, I think my final-ish review as season two closes is that I think I will check out season three at some point. Although having not hit a hundred with a character, I kind of feel like I'd be wasting my time playing season three. Also, there's so much to do in that game, not even including the seasonal stuff. And like, it was cool. Big reminder. And for you too, Michael, if you ever pick up Diablo four, don't bother with the side quests at all. Okay. At, I told at, you, Andrew, you didn't listen, right? I mean, I listened well enough. I did probably 20 over the course of the game. As opposed to like trying to do all of them. 300. In your initial yeah. plot, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But literally just mainline the story the first time. The seasonal story was enough for me to hit like level three in the in the uh, tiers of the of the um, like story thing in the battle pass which is enough for me to get most of the way through the battle pass without having to pay any money or anything. Yeah, um, I mean, very strange. You don't get all the same stuff as no, 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 the no, people no. that paid, obviously. But right, yeah, but... You, like, yeah. leveling through the battle pass is not hard. The hardest no. part about the stuff in the battle pass is getting your character level high enough to claim the stuff because some of them have character level requirements. Yeah. Very interesting that they designed it that way in the season, too. I very much liked the season story, also. They seemed to put a lot of effort and thought into, like, why don't we just make a whole nother story for the game? Yeah, it was good, uh, right? All the, like, good. the vampire stuff and, you know, like, tracking yeah. sewer and the whole thing. It was cool. Yeah. Like, fun. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, Paragon, not sure it changes my opinion too much about how I felt about the game early on, which is, I think it's better than Diablo 3. And I think if you had a lot of time to just play it and only it, it could definitely be for a lot of people that like this style game, the only game you play. They've put so much into it. So much. I don't have the time. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll we'll check out season three, I think, a little bit. A little bit. Um, Paragon stuff really does open up a lot of builds. Yeah. I just got my first glyph, too. So that might be part of it is like, you might actually need to play to 100 to really see. But it, the auto-leveling does seem to take into account that you're getting Paragon. I thought oh, I was going to... it yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was going to be like, when I hit my first node that gave me 20% damage buff, I thought I was going to be like jumping up in damage. And then I hit a, a new level and it was like, no, I'm not, I'm not that high up in damage. The stuff that gets really broken is when you start synergizing a bunch of the glyphs together and you're on the first board. So you still haven't even seen that there are legendary nodes on those boards, which just and some of the boards themselves have different. Like when you start getting to the the later boards have different unique effects. And when you start stacking all of those things on top of each other, along with leveling the glyphs and all these other things, you can like the synergies become very overpowered. Once it you seems, like, start connecting a bunch of the things, but you got to get to level 80, 90, you know, something in order to get all of those things to apply together. Right? It's kind of crazy. Um, Michael, are you a synergy fan in terms of like, it, let's say you're playing like a, a deck building game or something like that. Do you really get into like, okay, if I get this card, it triggers that card and that card triggers that card. Yeah. Yeah. I like that kind of thing the aspects alone gave me a bad feeling when I saw it because it was literally like, not only are there aspects for every type of ice spell, there are multiple aspects for, for like just frost Nova. You could, you could aspect every 
piece of legendary gear on your character with different ways for Frost Nova to trigger other aspects of Frost Nova. Okay. So you could be like, okay, if I cast Frost Nova, it makes all enemies vulnerable. When all that's that's aspect one. Aspect two, when all enemies are vulnerable, I get a health barrier, right? And then the next one over is like when I get a health barrier, I auto cast a second Frost Nova. If things are already frozen when they're hit, they're like you know, like when they hit with Frost Nova, then they explode. It's just like you're just chaining daisy yeah. chain of just the aspects. Well, and then you take you know nodes which are like you do 20% bonus damage to vulnerable enemies and then 20% damage to frozen enemies and then 20% damage to vulnerable frozen enemies and then, and then 20% you walk... damage to undead and then like all that stuff just stacks and stacks and stacks, right? You walk in, press E, and then everything dies. Oh my god, you know what I just realized? In season, sure? in season three, I'm going to have to rebind my keys. Uh, and you're going to have to restart your character at level one because you can't well, bring anything over. I, I, they want you to put your abilities on the number bar. One, two, three, four, five. Right. But that's too, I don't find that comfortable. Right. Like who wants that? But since they're bringing in WASD movement, uh, I use Q, QWER for my ability. So I'm going to have to move that. Mm. Oh, bummer. The game plays pretty good with a controller, I'll say. Um, I have yeah. used a controller playing it. Um, and Maybe without a sorcerer, but uh, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about brokenness, and we're about to uh, really break another game we're all playing. I think it's kind of cool that we've kind of slipped into like a once-in-a-month maybe check-in on Champions of the Continent, but this is a big once-a-month to start talking about. Yeah, they've they've slowed down with the content a little bit, which helps pace out uh pace out our conversations, say. I'm okay with that. You know? Um I don't know about you guys. I think Michael, maybe I do know it about you, but JJ, I don't know it about you. Um I can finish the story relatively easily. Sometimes I need a refight against a boss, but that's about it. Um I've kind of finished most of the like easy grindy stuff i'm kind of to the like every battle that i really need to do is a night like okay last night i'm gonna do the hunter tower right like it i i set aside two hours to do the hunter tower final final battle right the rest of the battles in the hunter tower are easy but you know like tomorrow i might set aside time to try and do the ebony dragon to level whatever to get the rubies that kind of thing um so that's really kind of changed my relationship with that game quite a bit. I don't know if where you guys are at. I think, uh, Andrew, you should set yourself a lower bar for what you consider like a night quote unquote. Sometimes what you should just do is be like, I'm going to make like one real good weapon. <laughs> because like some of these fights, you got to have like four to five real good weapons. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. like, if you don't, if you don't, if you try, if you set the bar at like, I'm going to get this fight, and you're like, oh, no, I need to make like five unique weapons here. You're just never going to do anything because that takes way too much time. Yeah, that's a slog. Fair enough. Fair because enough sometimes to, getting the one good weapon is impossible enough, to be fair. It can be a lot of rerolling. Like, that's how this game is now. Well, um, there's 
there's more content coming. And I don't know about you, but it seems like everyone has the opinion one of these pieces of content is going to break the game a little bit. Your buddy and mine, Bargello, is coming. Michael. I'm excited for this, man. Yeah. Michael, what do we have to look forward to this this week? Oh, goodness. Uh, so, yeah, in, we get Bargello, and along with him we get Sonya. Um, and the two of them are Bargello, even, uh, yeah, even his own damage aside, is one of the best supporters still, I think, in the JP game today. Um, the fact that he gives... Um, Attack up to the front row. He gives damage cap up. Um, and uh, he just hits, you know, he hits like a truck in his own right. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. We're also getting pets or what are they calling them? Keepers? Right. So they're calling them keepers in English, um, but they are pets. I think everyone is still going to refer to them as pets. Yeah. Wrath. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rip. uh but yeah so we get the pet system which is a um it's a you get an extra ability to use um in your preparation phase and those abilities cast instantly Uh, one per turn right one per turn um but you can you can use them in fun ways because some of the pets um can also be boosted uh, at the at the expense of using um, uh, BP, yeah. So you can use the BP on a pet to boost someone's alt gauge without them taking a turn, and then on turn one, they can use a fully charged alt. And it also doesn't interrupt the person's BP recovery. So if you, so even though you use all their BP, say on the pet to generate alt gauge you still gain one BP at the end of the turn then where normally, you know, when you use a skill boosted, it doesn't allow you to gain BP the next turn. And exactly. then the next turn you can use Mafa and generate more BP. Combo, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Are all of our fights about to get that much easier? Uh, not all of them. So you not arena. use what well, you can use them in the arena. Oh, sorry, not the towers. Not the towers, which right. uh, I think all of us have have a couple of tower fights that we would definitely like that little bit of boost for. Uh, yeah. Almost all the tower duos <laughs> for me. <laughs> I have two uh, job towers left to do fights in also, actually, because I just don't do them unless I'm done with getting the uh, stone. So, yeah. a, I still am no good at merchant. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. My, <laughs> yes, my, same my, here. My cleric EX5 is like extremely inconsistent. That's a and, rough fight. And so I just like stop at EX4 most most weeks. Yeah. When's that quality of life update? Uh, JJ, you get to uh, skip skip traveler stories now, uh, unlike Michael and I did. Yeah, that's, that's like uh, a thousand hours saved right there, huh? Which to be fair, when I'm doing yet. them. You know, I'm typically not looking and I'm just tapping, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it is cool for some of them. And I have been enjoying the new, uh, you know, the new four stars that have been adding. Their their stories are pretty amusing so yeah. far. Um, but I'm not looking forward to having to do the mountain of three star stories that I've ignored and who are all uniformly pretty boring, I believe. Yeah. 
three stars uh, are usually pattern patterned. So once you've seen like four or five, you'll you'll know what they are. I'm gonna ask you to do. Um, I think something we haven't really talked about with COTC, especially with the playing it this long, is um, I think you guys paid a little bit for those passes. Um, but I've stayed free to play, and um, not a huge perfect person when it comes to managing my money in this game but uh something that you do have to do if you're going to be free to play is manage your money in the game oh absolutely it's a finite uh finite resource so we're gonna do a fun little game for a second where we do some money management do you guys want to you want to do that and we can talk about the theory of whether or not i should pull to try and get ostensibly i want mafa but right <laughs> But I have to get Tatlock to do that. Um, Let me pull out my TI-86 here. Well, so I was wondering, maybe I can share my share my screen. Here, we'll, we'll share the spreadsheet. JJ, you might not be able to see it. And people that are listening won't be able to see it. So I will still talk it out, you know. Um, I have... A starting count right now of four thousand nine hundred and eighty rubies. Okay. Okay. That's the number we're working with. So staring at that number right now, I think most people would say don't pull on Tatlock. Yeah, I think. I think that's pretty safe, yeah. Because uh Bargello could be up to forty five hundred, and I guess technically should be up to 4,500 so you can get as many Awakening Stones as possible, right? Uh, there, There is some conversation about what is yeah, the so best order to go in with the new banner structure. And I, oh. think as, and I think as a free-to-play player, it is probably best for you to not use your rubies pulling for his Awakenings. Mm-hmm. And get them from the Awakening Stone Exchange later when his stones come there. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So specifically because you're not planning to pay money. I'm not planning to pay money. Yeah. That once you get him, stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then later when the Awakening Stones come to the exchange, I'm sure you have a bunch of uh, (laughs) Awakening Stones from random folk who you're never going to bother Awakening again. Uh, like Michael has 15 uh, scarecrows or something, I think. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, shard all those up and use those to buy awakenings. For you Bartello. do need some of those for pets. Yeah, there are some, certainly. Yeah. But, you um, know, I think most of the people think that uh, Bargello's A4 is worth it. But it, it will be a few months before that happens because I think there's some lag time before the awakenings show up in that six period. months. It's six months plus um, the time until the next uh, update after the six-month mark. Woo. All right. Let's do some quick and dirty math here together to see if this is going to work out. So we have, um, let's say, unearned as a category. We okay. have upcoming. And we have reward. As categories. So let's see. How much are we going to get from doing that race? Is that 300? That's 300. Okay. Yep. So that would be reward, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And and those are to be clear, those are coming uh this Wednesday. Right. Okay. So probably when this podcast comes out. Okay. All right. So the next number we uh know we have an equal sign here because we're gonna add some things together. We've got eight hundred and eighty eight we won during the roll, I guess. So uh, no, we have eight hundred and eighty eight that are coming as the one and a half anniversary gift. Okay. Gift. Gift. See, this is why GIF is wrong. And we all now we've all heard it now. <laughs> okay. But that's also coming Wednesday. Yes. Okay. There was another upcoming thing that was coming uh 150 for something. Yeah, I believe yes. those are like special rewards for completing various tasks. Which the I'm sure we've drops. already completed, right? It's those Probably. are for main story of Master of All completion. Okay, which with that's done, so we're good. Uh yep. Is there any other random upcoming reward not non-reward Money they're yes. just throwing out. Um, there's 88 from the tavern talk today. Okay. Oh, not the 888. No, it's on top of that. All right. That um, sounds like a hit enter on on that guy. Right. I think so. I think that's all that's coming up. Now I put this unearned category down, but I don't know if we should use it. I'm going to talk through it here. This is all uh, for for being a free to play player. This is stuff that you have to do in your head, I guess. Right, a little bit when it comes down to it. When the numbers are this bad, and you took pity to get renew, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, unearned. So I haven't finished the dragon, some of those master tower fights, or any of the cra- of the uh, heck duos. So those could be doable during the Bargello period that he is available if I wanted you're, them to be something to finish. So, so how are many you talking, are you talking the dragon board or Ruby dragon? The black do the uh, the feet to get beat the, the dragon on the board. OK. And you get rubies from that. So the real question is, how much do we think is legitimately and with my time? doable in that time period have you done any of the master tower duos i don't think so i think the first one is pretty easy so that would be a hundred rubies two two hundred i think those might be two okay we're calling it two no research yeah it's right. it's 200 i'm pretty sure the problem is the, all the ones after that they're the harder npcs mm. right? okay so we'll, right. we'll say those aren't doable in the time period just in case they're not right because we'll there are three more floors of 200 each mm-hmm. that in theory exist for you to do but, but could, you know might not are be you going to beat are you yeah. going to beat the ikiro uh bladed wings master and the barricade chief I, at the same time. I barely beat the Ikaro master on my own. No. Right. So, yeah. So we'll call that one floor doable. Um, are the heck fights finishable? How many of those are there? There's three, right? There are three of those. And you get 200 um, for think, each. We could probably yes. do one of those. How, how uh, good are your soul weapons? Mm, I have level three of every soul weapon. I haven't slotted all of them, but I can. I I have not been equipping soul weapons every five minutes, so I have many soul stones just sitting around. 
But do you have the right ones? <laughs> I don't. Because so here's the uh, knowing ourselves, right, and that we're mm-hmm. not pushing our. You're not going to be pushing yourself all the way to the limit and getting every single ally push it to and the limit. a bunch of A4s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those duos fights are pretty tough. Okay. And you will absolutely need like good hell weapons on everyone. Yes. So we call one doable then? I have not done any of them. Mm. We got to defer to Michael. Because I, not because I don't have the, the physical swords or whatever, but yeah. because they're the rolls on them aren't good enough, right? To overcome the lack of the other stuff that I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. Your, your call then, Michael. You're the last, you're yeah, the last I think, I think bastard you could of reason. A, I think you could probably get at least one of them done. The thing about those fights is that they're the, one of the character, one of the, the NPCs that you're fighting is stronger than the other one. Mm-hmm. So the real, the real fight is, how First. quickly can I get down the one that's going to kill me faster mm-hmm. and still have enough turns left to then knock out the other one? Gotcha. Okay, we'll call it one. We'll call it one. That uh, dragon board dragon, is that doable? If you haven't done that dragon at all, uh-huh. certainly some of the early levels of it are eminently doable. The and- ruby levels? Wait, no. Are we talking... The ruby dragon, or are we talking the dragon no, the on dragon the game board? board. The dragon the board, board has a, if you do it up to X level, you get some rubies as a reward. Okay. Yeah, so a bunch of those are free, effectively. Like, you should be able to do them no problem. Just, like, roll your characters in there and, and murder okay. the dragon. What do we yeah. think? I, uh, I think you should be able to clear all five of the... It's So it's the first five difficulty levels are ruby rewards, and I think okay. you should be able to clear all of those. So Total, that would two, be... 270. 270, okay. Uh, is there any other unearned content that we can think of? Probably not. It's getting boring, I would guess. So we could probably move on. Um, not unless <laughs> you want to try for that uh, three-turn elite tower. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> not in the time limit. That would give us a total of 7,070-something rubies, which would put us at uh, uh, 4,500... Oops. No, don't sum those. Yeah. No. Oh no. I can't. I can't use Excel. I mean, you probably have already come up with the number twenty five hundred, right? So <laughs> I was just doing it. I was just doing it in the uh, in the screen to show it. Twenty five hundred is our leftovers. If we pity, go to uh, go to Spark, as they say. Uh, is that worth putting some pulls into Tatlock? Right? That would be... What? Uh, not three. Three hundred. Eight pulls? Max? And I really think you probably want to stop before that. One would think. Yeah. Five pulls is fifteen hundred. That would only leave us a thousand to try and rebuild before the next character. Right. So then the the other side of this is who knows what the next character is. I don't know there's anyone as important as Bargello, but there certainly are like highly anticipated characters that exist out there that aren't in here yet. 
um you know like uh erica El- elrica and alana ex right so mm-hmm. you know i don't know where where is the line yeah what's the line here if we yeah. think it's worth trying to get nothing I, it, yeah because the other thing is that i think tatlog is not necessarily like needed the pet is good but there is another version of that pet that you can get. I don't exactly understand how that exchange works. But by the time we will be able to understand how that other exchange works, uh, Tatlock will not be around anymore. No option, right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. I think she did get a rerun in JP. I had hoped for this 7,000 number to be a little higher. Yeah, so the the recommended line that I saw um, from from one of the top mods on the Discord was eighty five hundred. We're a little short, right? That's the line where should I pull? Should I not pull? That was probably a month ago because that would allow you to rebuild to forty five hundred. That was when the that was when the Tatlock banner came out. So yeah. two weeks, two weeks, yeah. Well. We have to decide if we're doing a poll and if we're doing it live because we got five minutes. I think you could do a few, two or three polls, but I wouldn't want to go beyond that. The math says the odds of getting the character in that are not super good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we did two what? polls, that's 900, so we would... 600. We would, 600, so we'd leave our account with like... 2,000 leftover rubies. That's a pretty good start towards the next character. And that 600 wipes, if even if you do, don't do the unearned stuff on the board, still leaves us with plenty to pull Bargello. Yeah, you've also got it. You, you can also factor in there that that unearned pool gets bigger if you give yourself more time to complete some of those other fights. True. True. Yeah. Cause if you're willing to wait longer, right. Then also that pool could probably include, you know, more of the master tower stuff. It includes more duos and there will be further duos added whenever we get the next story chapter also. And okay. so there's also, I, so I don't know yet what the, I, this doesn't help you unfortunately for deciding on Tatlock. Um, there are we get ex refights as one of the updates on wednesday and as part of that um there are rewards associated with winning those fights but i guess that's why we should we should say it doesn't help us on tatlock and why we're talking about it live during the podcast is because tatlock leaves before before wednesday right and does not come back for like a year probably very interesting. Well, JJ said two pulls. Do we think we have streamer luck? Only one way to find out. All right, I hit the guide button. I did a guide 10. Can we just hit it the first time? Is that okay? Sure. sure Would you guys enough. be good with that? So we could just be done? Yellow ring. <laughs> All right, ring's popping up. The ring is blue. It is not yellow. So there's a chance. There's a chance, right? Even if it's there's dead, a chance. There's a chance. Do we say? Do we hit skip or do we not hit skip? I don't. 
You uh, don't. I hit skip. Yeah. I sort of try to tap through sometimes, but I I think when I have a like a long series of pulls, I definitely hit skip. Um, we've hit some four stars. We've hit some three stars. I think this is going to be a dud. We may have uh, we may have thrown three hundred rubies down the drain. Just like most times when we pull. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this, is be fair. this is the game, right? Uh, yeah, we got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, three stars and two four stars. Can only go up. I don't know if it bodes well for doing a second pull. That's the problem. But um, heck, JJ said two, so we'll do two and then we're done. Right. And we are happy if we walk away with nothing. And that's okay. Wishing you luck. That's all right. Well, I've got this recorded, so it's for, it's for content. Um, it's another blue. It's another blue ring. You know, there's some stuff going on. I don't see an upgrade happening, but you know, whatever. It could still hit. Uh, three star. Uh, three star. <laughs> three star. It's not going well, dudes. Three star. Uh oh. Three star. It has to be a four star in here. There was a blue ring. Uh, three star. <laughs> There's the four star. It's Miles. Hey, Miles. How you doing, bro? Uh huh. Three star. Michael had to say there was nowhere to go but up. And I think we literally have gone down. I think we're just going to hit one four star. Way to go, Michael. You reverse streamer lucked us. We literally hit uh, seven. No, what is that? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, three stars and one four star. Wow. This is why you don't pull if you can't pity, right? That's why you don't pull if you can't pity. I think we're done. I think that says we're done. And a bunch of people on the internet are screaming that you should just keep going, right? <laughs> you got to keep that's going. The, that's You're the gambler's rubies. fallacy right there. Be strong. You're wasting rubies if you don't go all the way. Although, we can't get a boost berry. We can only get bronze guidestone shards. So do we go to three? That feels like a flimsy reason for another pull. Yeah, just asking. What are you gonna What are you gonna do with that boost berry? Add it to the hundred and seventy. I already, I already have. Like I already have. There. Yeah, I already have forty. Continue not using those forty five from all those elite fragments. I'm not getting. <laughs> oh well, Tatlock will not be mine. I have traded the twenty fragments. That's that. Sometimes you got to prioritize, I guess, as a free player, huh? Oh, oh well. Oh, well. Okay, well, that was We Were Gamers. A disappointing end to a disappointing podcast. Hey, the podcast was good. <laughs> <ending> was <laughs> I had a good time. It was nice being back. I missed you guys last week. Just, you know. Yeah. Just bro talk or whatever. But it was fun last week. Uh, it wasn't fun last week. Missing out. And, um, yeah. If people have... Uh, Thoughts about how to uh, keep their Trapper Keeper in good shape, Michael? They can email us that at podcast at weweregamers.com. 
we will uh, we'll definitely collect some more emails. We should do an email episode soon if we've uh, if we've hit critical mass. Yeah, we should. Uh, you know, it's probably a good way to start the year. Hit the, hit the end of the first month next week and do some emails. Yeah. Uh, but they can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. We were gamers on those places. And uh, go check out our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at we were gamers. All right. Well, uh, good luck on your Bargello pulls, everybody. Or, you know, um, capturing the people of your island in your pal spheres or whatever you're doing. I guess that's the thing you can do in that game is you can throw the pokeballs at people. <laughs> that's a real that's a real thing, I guess. Nice. I like it. Yeah, why not? Man, my computer has so many noises coming out of Discord that should not be there. It's fascinating. <laughs>